Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Free Agents Podcast. My name is Matt, and today we have our first guest. I'm very excited to announce uh, we have a four-year college athlete in our midst. We have uh, a fellow classmate, a fellow graduate of New York University, uh, an esteemed colleague, to say the least. Uh, we are joined by Liz Carter. Uh, if you are listening, please clap silently to yourself. We are very thankful to have her here on the podcast. How how are you doing on this fine Monday afternoon? Uh, pretty good. The, the post-grad life is weird, but I guess we're here. So thank you for having me. Fair enough. Very true. I also <laughs> second that, that statement. Uh, just very quickly, before we get into anything, I think that it's, uh, it's fair to say that a fair bit has happened since the last time we have uh, podcasted, and mainly being that uh, Andrew and I's Golden State Warriors have been eliminated from <sighs> left contention. It's... Uh, so just a quick word on... On the man himself, Stephen Curry. It's not your fault. You did everything you could. I'm su- uh, Steph, team... Steph, if you're if you're if you're watching, I'm supporting you today. Yeah, and just come the, to the Lakers. You won't have to worry about that. Brandon, shut your mouth. The right team now. was was not built properly. Um, <laughs> there were just not enough NBA players on the roster. So no, Steph, it's not your fault. We enjoyed what you did. It was very special to watch. Uh, Draymond. Let's uh, let's work on those layups. <laughs> let's uh, try to make shots within two feet next season. All right, bud. Uh, I mean, once Clay comes back, hopefully I was about say, sets everything well, Clay, back well, on the right track. Yeah, what, once but. Clay's there, we won't have to worry that much about the the two foot Draymond shots. But Besides next the point, year, next year's our year. You should make those. Um, oh, definitely. But next year's our year. And I would say that's the last on on this topic that we'll discuss today. I think that uh, Andrew I and I are that. in the fourth stage of grieving and uh, just, just need some time to, to think about, you know, what's been done. So it's just pain, man. Back to our esteemed guest. Apologies for that detour. It just needed <laughs> to be done for uh, the catharsis that, that we needed given the, the big loss. However, as mentioned earlier, you were a collegiate softball player. First of yes. all, how was that experience? Would you recommend to a friend? <laughs> oh, that's a tough, that's like putting me on the spot there. Um, no, I had a great time. It was uh, definitely like a huge dream of mine to play college softball, um, watch the Women's College World Series growing up, which apparently we're talking about today as well. Um, and I spent six years of my life just like playing softball in the summer and driving two hours to New Hampshire to practice. Um, and then I made it to NYU and then I played two and a half years. And then actually I rode the bench for two and a half years and then COVID <laughs> happened. So, um, yeah. <laughs> well, but as a whole, I think, like, did you, uh, did you genuinely enjoy like going through, oh, because I know a lot of people talk about you know, being a student athlete is like one of the hardest things to do. And I agree, it is one of the hardest things to do. But like, as a whole, that experience, did you enjoy that? Like, completely? No, absolutely. I like some of my best friends ever are people that I met through softball. Um, And like all of my teammates here were here at NYU, I should say, were, um, were great. And I just have so many friends now that like, I'm gonna have for the rest of my life. We joke all the time about like colleges where you meet your bridesmaids, right? Apparently, that's a thing that girls have to think about. Um, And I definitely have 
bridesmaids out of this whole softball experience if I ever get married. So hey, yeah, that's... no, I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely would recommend um, if you want to sacrifice your social life. So <laughs> hey, I mean, I did that anyway, and I wasn't even on a sports team. So don't even worry about it. Uh, it must be nice to have that type of friendship security. Um, I'd, I'd say that I envy you a little bit, uh, but that's great. I think that as someone who also aspired to be a college athlete and didn't necessarily get to live out those dreams. Um, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of other people can, can look at your experiences and say, okay, like this is a model for me. Um, especially as someone who was definitely going to be like the 30th guy on the roster, that was going to be my spot. I was going <laughs> to sit at the end of the bench and just warm the seat until someone else who was bigger and stronger than me. Uh, hey man, nobody would give better high fives than you, Matt. Nobody. You, know, you just need some of those <laughs> locker room guys. It's important. Exactly. Oh, no, exactly. I was a culture I person. I was bullpen catcher and it was like the best thing ever. So. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, I'm sure that the, your teammates did as well because someone's got to do it. The dirty work is something that the, yep. no one wants to do. So I'm sure they're incredibly thankful. But on the topic of college softball, uh, we've yes. heard that you've been watching a lot of the college playoffs or as you've coined it to me, the college softball March madness. So yes. why don't you detail what exactly is going on, how they can right. tune in and why they should tune in. Okay. So um, the, I, I don't actually know how the format for a lot of other tournaments work, but with softball, they have um, the round of 64 is actually a regional setup where you have regionals of four teams and then they play a double elimination bracket. So one person comes out of the, the regional of four or one team comes out of the regional of four. Um, and then they have national seeds and they go one through 16. And then those are like whoever's expected to make it out of the, the regional. Um, so the really interesting thing this year was that Washington, sorry, Andrew, um, Washington softball was seeded 16th when they really should, should have been much higher. They came in second in the tournament in 2018 and they've been a contender for the last couple of years. Um, and being seated last out of the national seeds was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, they ended up in a regional with Michigan who has been making it like very far in the tournament for like my entire life. Um, and they were, they were just completely unseated going into the tournament. Um, and so like the matchups were weird. There were a ton of upsets. There were like Tennessee was a national seed. I think they were like fourth and they got sent home from the regionals. Um, so it's been wild. But yesterday I spent six hours parked in front of my computer watching every single softball game that was on ESPN. Um, they do try to televise all of them, but you probably have to be like watching a lot of them online. If that's where you want to watch it. Um, well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Six hours is a long dumps. time. Mm-hmm. Wait, Liz, are they one and done? So like, are there, there are how many games do they play? So in each regional? It depends. So like I said, it's a double elimination bracket. So you have, right. so. you have a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. And then if you have to have like seven games, then you have to have seven games. Um, so okay. what happened with the Seattle regional, which was the Michigan and Washington matchup, um, Washington lost to Michigan on Saturday and then had to play Seattle in the loser's bracket to come back. So then when they played Michigan in the finals of the regional, they had to beat Michigan twice to move on. And they did that last night. I was up till, um, it was a very good game. So uh, 
but yeah, it's it's like the double elimination is weird. It's different, but it's also like very endemic to softball and how tournaments have been for my entire life. So it like makes sense to me, but I guess other people like get confused about it. Um, but yeah, and then now they're in the, the super regionals, which is um, like, then it becomes a normal bracket, but you play a best of three series um, at every stage of the bracket, so. Gotcha. So then so, who qualifies for the super regional tournament? Sorry? Who qualifies for the super regionals? Whoever wins each regional moves into the super regional. And then okay. it's like a normal, like a normal bracket. So the yeah. super regional is just all the winners of the regions. Hence why it is yes. the, the super region. The super. super yes. So, uh, yeah. so they're, they're calling it the super 16. It's the sweet 16 in the March madness bracket. If we're comparing this to March madness. Gotcha. Um, I'm but sure then there it's were some series, not just one and done. Yes. Um, and then once you get to like the elite eight, that's what they finally call the women's college world series. Um, and then that's another best of three bracket until you get to the championship. Is the okay, championship like... best of three too? Yes. All, it's all best got of it. three from here on Oh, out. it's all best of three? Okay, got it. Yeah, well, yeah. that's like college. The college baseball does something similar, but it sounds like there's a lot of exactly. games left, which is oh, good yeah. to hear because yeah. that means I can hop on and start watching exactly. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as all three of us are currently four, maybe are unemployed, we have things to do now. We can watch. Things we have all the time in the world ourselves. to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I'll be up until two in the morning, like Liz, and you know, consume and consume softball. So who are who are the players to watch? If you're if you're players gonna give us a crash watch. the crash course here. Right. So Washington has this girl sits Sis Bates, who's the shortstop, and she's absolutely insane. She's like. If there was a defensive player of the year award, there is not. But if there was, she should win it. Um, just absolutely anytime the ball is near her, you know, she's making that play. Um, Gabby Plain is the pitcher for Washington. She's been an ace since her freshman year. And she took last year off because she's on the Australian national team and she was going to be in the Olympics and then COVID. Um, so now she's technically a senior, but she's coming back next year. Um, she's insane. Same with Rachel Garcia on the UCLA team. She is the uh, Team USA pitcher. Um, she's a super senior right now. Uh, and then those are like the big players from the last couple of years. And I, have, I haven't made any bets, but if I would, it would be UCLA and Oklahoma in the finals. Um, it was UCLA and Oklahoma in the finals in 2019 and UCLA beat Oklahoma. So that's definitely gonna be a grudge match, but I'm kind of expecting it to go that way. I don't know who's going to win, but I could see that being a repeat. All right. Well, I would say Brandon is a betting man. So I think that yeah, I, yeah, I was, that I was actually trying to find the odds right now. The odds for that? It wasn't successful yet, but. Let us know, know when you get those. Let us know. Yeah, we can, uh, we can talk about the, the betting odds that have been projected by Liz and run them by our resident betting expert, Brandon. But on oh, the topic. I should also say. Uh, Tom Brady's niece is on the UCLA team and she's doing some big things. She's a red shirt freshman. Um, her name is Maya Brady. So it's like her and Rachel Garcia are insane on UCLA. And that's why I think they're like going to the finals. Um, some championship genes right there. Yeah. Exactly. Championship yeah. Yeah. blood right there. And yeah, uh, you are from new England. So there might I am. Be that's some, why I had uh, to say it. Yeah. You had to mention Tom so, Brady in there. Yeah. Hey. 
go Tom Brady. He's from the Bay Area. So we, uh, it's true. He me is, and Andrew have a soft spot for uh, a San Mateo a kid bit. like Tom Brady. Yeah. That's right. Um, and he was a Michigan man. He was a Michigan man. Go blue. I'm obligated to say that my brother went there for grad school. So <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> it's mandatory. Uh, but on the it's topic mandatory. of women's sports, I think we're all aware that the WNBA has just recently tipped off. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu, the I have merch of hers. Another it's, Bay Area legend. Uh, she's balling out. Way out there. Ratings are doing well. People are taking notice, which is great. Absolutely great to see. Uh, however, I'm wearing as my Atlanta Dream shirt today. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. New ownership. Thank God. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. That. But as we just discussed, like Andrew, Brandon, and I were not familiar with the college softball tournament going on. Is there anything that we, or not that we should be doing differently, but is there something that like these networks that should, should be doing differently to advertise these events? Cause this seems like a big deal, you know, but and I've been watching ESPN yeah, and I just point. haven't really seen anything about it. So is there something yeah. that you think is missing or is it just a, you know, to the NBA playoffs are going on and they don't have the resources. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because I feel like um, I've literally been following the world series since I was 12. Um, so I have always been very much aware of it. And like, basically once May rolls around, we're just checking all of the ESPNs for whatever game is on. Um, and now that I don't have cable, I just literally go on the NCAA website and click on the bracket and whatever game is live I'm watching. Um, so I don't really know exactly what they're doing to advertise it because I just always find it. Um, I know that the viewership has been growing a lot in recent years. I remember, um, there was, they were on ESPN one in like the finals and that had to get moved because there was a Red Sox Yankees game. So they moved to ESPN two, but that was like the only thing that was going to move the game at that point in time. Uh, so they're, they're doing well, especially on the softball side. Softball is becoming like a big college women's sport. I think they're behind basketball. Um, but yeah, just, just more representation, more broadcast times, more good broadcast times when people are actually going to watch, um, Branding, yeah. advertising, all of the above. I look forward yeah. to uh, watching some of those games, though. For real. Yeah, same. I, uh, I'm glad that I know those are on. Because, yeah. to be honest, I there are times where, you know, baseball will be kind of slow for me. But softball is it's kind of lit. Softball moves so it's fast. It's much yeah. faster pace. It's much yeah. faster, yeah. Like well, Brandon and I went to legit. a softball game for NYU. Yeah, you That's guys true. got to, we went to that one. The one time I came we off the to, bench, you got to see me play. Yeah. And you that hit a double. Exciting. I did. It was you hit a, you smashed a double to the top of the fence. Yeah, I know. That was exciting though. I I did enjoy watching that softball game like a lot. So, hey, congratulations on on the double. I didn't hit many of those. Thanks. I was uh, <laughs> I was a pitcher only. It's okay. Baby, so my uh, my baseball career ended life. first grade. <laughs> I think I got my two front teeth knocked out and never played again. So I played I played what, in a fight or what. No, uh, I played first past. base, and there was a uh, there was a grounder that went to the second baseman. This guy turned out to be a pitcher for our high school who threw like really hard, but he was playing second, threw the ball as hard as he could at my face. I caught it, but then the ball went back, hit my two front teeth, and then everyone was on their hands and knees looking for the teeth for about wow. ten minutes. Yeah, it was all right. Well, traumatic. piece of advice: uh, I'm I'm sorry this is going to go on the internet, but don't tell that story like that to other people. So it's gonna no, make no, you no, look, it's fine. 
Okay. It's fine. It's You're fine. fine. Okay. I, I accept, I'm just saying, like, you can make it. I had a, no baseball prowess. You can no, make you it can a make much it better like story. A, yeah, like, it'd be like, a badass. Like, yeah, I hit a home run. They threw out like, one of your teammates <laughs> in, in first grade, and you had to stand up for him. You got in a fight. You knocked the other guy out, but before you did, one of his teammates just got in a good shot to you, knocked out. Yeah, you no, went, like, I, full Astros. You went, like, What What actually happened Astros was brawl. I hit a 3-0 home run on a uh, off a position player. Grand slam. Grand oh. slam, and did a bat flip there, and it, it didn't get uh, – it, didn't, it wasn't received well, so yeah. I mean, I guess just come up and on that topic, Liz, do you have any uh, strong feelings about the way that baseball is attempting to kind of rebrand itself? Because I'm sure you now can see kind of the as someone who consumes softball. I know there's the athletes unlimited league that I know that you had been watching. Is there any like differences that you see in how baseball is trying to like rebrand themselves, and do you think it's succeeding? Um, I don't know. I've kind of fallen off on baseball for a while now. Um, last time I really seriously followed it was when the Red Sox were in the playoffs because Red Sox. Um, Fair enough. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't like, and I think it's because of softball and because of how fast it moves and how much more engaging I find it to be that I just don't care enough about watching whatever it is, 182 baseball games anymore. Um, I feel like. They got to figure out how to move the pace up and and get it going faster. Um, not just strikeouts and home runs all the time. Like the reason softball is fun is because they just put the ball in play and you have to you have to react to it. And I don't see that in baseball anymore. Um, yeah, I second that. Uh, I think yeah. that as someone who actually you know to preface all of this, I'm technically not unemployed. I have a job. I work for the Brooklyn Cyclones. Uh, what, a it's part time. what a it's part time <laughs> so it doesn't doesn't count and i already had the job like two years ago so i, I got rehired it's not as if i <laughs> procured a new opportunity so i'm not i don't count it um, it, it didn't come from this podcast but, is what you're saying no yeah. no it did not um but the, the interesting thing is there's obviously no commercial breaks in these games because they're, mm-hmm. they're televised they have like time to warm up and that's it so even the long game that i worked yesterday which was a 12 inning game uh, it was pretty fast up until like the seventh inning when the pitchers kind of lost control, but that was three hours and 14 minutes for a 12 inning game, which seems to be like a pretty good length because that means two, you know, the nine inning games are usually two and a half hours. You know, the short ones are two hours flat. So it seems like what's sucking up so much of this time is the space they allocate for corporate stuff or the between innings, like the kiss cam, which they definitely can't do now because yeah. Roni. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. Um, just the, you know, the the fan cam that I would say, I don't know about you guys, but I was never one that was like, oh, I need to be on the Jumbotron. I was kind of like, all right, I'm just here to watch the game. I don't need to take my shirt off and swing it around like a towel and try to get on the Jumbotron. <laughs> so I think that a lot of the pace just comes from the fact that it takes so long to get these guys back on the field. Like I'm, I'm, it might be different with softball now, especially because they are on the big network. So they might have to have the same like corporate time. Um, but I, I've noticed a huge difference in just how the pace works when there's no ads because they just get on the field. Like these guys want to play. Like you yeah. notice it with football yeah. a lot more when you go to a game, but like the ad time yeah. is really long. And these guys are just standing on the field, just waiting to play. It's a lot of standing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. There is a pace problem. I don't think they're solving it in the right way by trying to limit mound visits um, or extra innings. I guess people are like warming up to that rule, but 
I just think it's kind of gimmicky and like for the minor leagues. Okay, fine. Like those games deserve to end early because they're young players. They should save their bodies, but you know, baseball doesn't have a clock. It shouldn't have like little gimmicks to make the game end. That's the whole point. Like I'm sure softball doesn't have an extra innings rule. You know, they don't need it because Uh, stuff happens. I hope I'm not wrong because that will make me look really stupid. So, so it depends. I think it, no, it depends on which um, league you're playing in and where you are. Um, because okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm like, right. Depending on the situation, we have international <laughs> tiebreaker where you put a runner on second base to start the inning. Um, and then that just forces you to, to make a play. And I think they do that in the Olympics. They're playing around with doing it in the softball tournament, but I don't think it's a thing right now. Great. So I'm technically yeah. right. I'm technically right. Technically. Right. technically yeah. Yeah. That was giving you a technicality. <laughs> hey, no, but I need you needed the tangent. I needed to uh, confirm that I wasn't just blowing smoke up of everyone who's listening to this. Um, I'm also going to double check right now, but softball is in the Olympics upcoming, correct? Now. Yeah, it's for in now. 2020. It's in Tokyo. Um, they're trying to take it out for Paris. I think they might have taken it out for Paris. Um, really? Yeah. Interesting. No, okay. it's it's like. Well, because um, the United States and Japan are like really usually the only teams that are contenders. And so it's kind of the the um, rationale behind it is that it's always going to be USA and Japan in the finals. And that's not interesting to watch anymore. Um, but the more that softball gets representation and the more visible it becomes, the more people actually want to play and the more countries can actually like fund it and make it a thing um, I mean, well i was about to say isn't isn't the olympics like a great kind of platform for softball to get more exposure to other countries i mean taking it out seems like you're nipping in the butt already before it even gets a chance like oh exactly no yeah because the first time it was there was like 96 and then they've been putting it on like putting it in the olympics and taking it out and then putting it in and then taking it out um, yeah the last couple of years so um, by the same argument that you just made about oh it's only the u.s and japan you can make that same argument for women's soccer yeah you know i'd say that the like past three or four world cups have basically been the u.s and either japan or like sweden or you know this kind of selection of three countries that are basically the same yeah and they play the u.s yeah. for the yeah. championship so that logic is it seems more like they would just rather not have to pay to put it on however yeah. i think that it's going to do quite well in the olympics just because um i think there's a real market for softball especially because i think the game is like more exciting than people will give it credit for because imagine if like a baseball field was smaller but the people were objectively just as talented and there's even more unpredictability because like the fences are pretty short and you know everyone's and it's a dirt the ball infield, play. so the ball bounces and- exactly exactly so yeah I'm and it's excited just to sped see- up too it's, yeah, it's and technically is you have soft. to have, yeah, and you have to have a faster reaction time than in baseball because of like the proportions of everything. Yeah, so. it's it's impressive. Softball is harder than baseball. You can watch it on ESPN Sports Science. I will check that out, <laughs> and I don't doubt it because I remember when I used to play, like the level before, it's like the second kid pitch league, so it's still yeah. forty five feet, which is the same as softball. And amount, mm-hmm. and there were kids who were throwing like seventy-five, and I just—it's like impossible. It's so it's hard. Gaps, yeah. yeah. So, I, I a much respect for major leaguers who can hit anything because that's so hard. But like softball <laughs> players who 
can hit the ball consistently, especially because the barrels are smaller on softball bats as well. They're not as thick. Mm -hmm. They're long, but they're not as thick. Um, So it's impressive, you know, and I think that people need to start putting some respect on especially softball, but all, you know, women's sports and it's all all genuinely difficult sports. You know, Sabrina Ionescu dropping triple doubles in a shorter game is incredibly yeah. impressive. So yeah. it needs to be, you know, seen as an achievement and not like, oh, I will look at the Instagram comments. Like, oh, get back in the kitchen. It's like, oh, all right, God, bud. Those comments are just the worst. All right, buddy. Yeah. You need yeah. to leave your leave your room one time and, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll, yeah, smell, smell the roses just one time. I think um, yeah, anybody who comments that you, you need to put them in to like play against these people, like these women who are, who are they're just bots. ridiculous at the sports yeah. they play. And I mean, like, uh, yeah. And they're, they don't they're have humans, the right to say that. You know? They're yeah. probably chill. It's like yeah. these people are, you know, all athletes are chill, but in the topic of women's sports, there was a huge ruling today that we would be remiss to not talk about uh, Olivia Moultrie, who, if you are not familiar uh, she was actually in a Nike commercial, which is how I first heard of her. She was in, I think it was the the first COVID commercial that they came out with. Um, she was like a soccer athlete. And I'm like, who is this? She looks like she's 12 years old. And she was 13 or 14 at the time. So I was correct in assuming that she was very young. Um, but she's now in the Portland Thorns Academy. They have an academy. And she was basically like, why am I not playing for the senior team? I'm really nice. And so she went to court, took, took, took the team to court, took the league to court, saying, I'm good enough to play for this team, and they won't let me because I'm not 18. If I were a, uh, a boy playing in the MLS, I'd be able to play, no matter what my age was. And if I was of, regardless of gender in Europe, I'd be able to play because they just put the best players on the field. Um, and a court just recently sided with her today on their decision. She has a temporary restraining order, which is – Incredible to see because usually these leagues will just lawyer up and, you know, put some hush money up and uh, yep. the case goes away. So this is a huge ruling. I'm really excited to follow this more. But in regards to what we had just been talking about, could you see maybe, you know, I don't know if there's like a professional softball analog to any of this. I don't know if there's a, a league where you could kind of go pro at this age. Um, but maybe for the WNBA or any of these, you know, the larger women's leagues, because uh, you see more people like either foregoing college and just going straight pro or the NWSL and other women's leagues kind of having to revise their structures to make sure that they're accommodating of people who are good, regardless of age. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like, unfortunately, there's just not enough money in women's sports right now to forego a college education. I feel like, um, you know, you hear so many stories of male athletes who like don't have anything to do after a career ending injury because they like played at some school where they didn't actually get a real education. Um, yep. And now they're like kind of screwed because they're not making that money. Um, yep. And I feel like as a woman in sports, there's not enough money as a professional to really justify not having an education because you always have to be looking for something on the side or doing something on the side and like using um using other forms of income um so i feel like until there is enough money in professional women's sports to really make that a justifiable decision they're not going to be doing that even if it's like allowed 
Yeah, sadly, uh, I would agree with that. I think that this Moultrie case is kind of uh, exclusive to her because she is a prodigy. And even if she doesn't catch on in the NWSL, she'll go to Europe and she'll be a star somewhere else. She's really, really, really good. Oh, absolutely. Um, But that doesn't, you know, count for all of the millions of other college athletes that will play and, you know, are incredibly good at their, at what they do. It's incredibly hard to be a college athlete, but it's also like a million times harder to be a professional just because there are so many. So unless those opportunities can present themselves and pay well enough to support yourself, I know that the WNBA just recently was able to pay their players like living wage and where they wouldn't have to work a second job in the off season. So I would agree with that. It sucks that that's the reality. And I hope that, you know, us talking about women's sports and us consuming women's sports will allow for more opportunities to be created because I think us as a generation, like coming out of college now are more interested in just consuming talent, regardless of what that talent looks like or what type of scale it's on. Because you know, I had the WNBA league pass two years ago and I was like, this is, this is nice. Like it was $20. I go watch every game and you know, there's more shooting than an NBA. I mean, maybe not now, but two years ago, for sure. Two years ago. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the original stretch center was from the WNBA because everyone has to be able to shoot because yeah. there's not really much play at the rim just because the, the people aren't as big, which I think objectively yeah. requires more skill. So I'm excited to see the future of, of what this ruling means because I think it's going to mean there's going to have to be more uh, tolerance in who gets to play. And that goes for all sports, not just women's yeah. sports. I think that, you know, the NBA might have to take away the, you know, college part or yeah. Like, well, not even the one and done. It's more just, you could just do it by age. But, like if once you turn 18, yeah. you can join. If you want to go to college power to you. If you don't, power to you you know you can you can bet on yourself and you can uh, or you can bet on going to college for a year and do that or go to college for more than one year uh someone who went to college for four years i uh, can recommend the experience uh i can't recommend it to your wallet but the education <laughs> yeah, is well. pretty solid <laughs> um but as all of us are done i think a great conversation to end on would be living at home because I'm actually about to move back home with my parents in, in a week, you know, and I'm a little bit, I'm a little scared. I've been living a certain lifestyle that I don't know I can sustain, you know, at home while my parents can reprimand me for my behaviors. You know, you're lucky that you can't see my floor right now because you can't see my floor. There is stuff (laughs) all over the place. So for Andrew, and this is a question for Andrew and Brandon, because you have been living at home. What yeah. is your uh, what is your advice that you would give to me? Um, I mean, the way I handled it was I was like, when I came home, I was like, look, I'm deaf. I, I had to make it clear, like, I needed my own space. Like, I, I, like you, have, like, a certain, I got used to a certain way of living. And it was very much like, I need my own space. And I can't always just be, like, hounded all the time, like I kind of was in high school. So that's kind of how I've dealt with it, like. Just making sure like, okay, I have my own room. Like if I'm in my room, that's my room. That's my space. And that's pretty much just where I've been hanging out a lot of the times. If I'm like doing like classwork or anything like that, when I was in school, I was down here in this office. And like, again, this was my space. So 
that's kind of how I've handled it. But like, it's it's not as bad as you think it will be. It's it at certain points it's really nice. Like, oh for sure, not having not, to pay for laundry. Yeah, hey, I'm awesome. Not, not and home cooked meals, like home cooked meals, great. I'm no longer surviving on cup thing. noodle. Like, yeah, don't, don't don't think that I'm not excited because I know my parents might listen to this. Like, I'm very excited to come back. You know, my dog is at home. <laughs> She's my best friend, hundred oh. percent. Um, but hurts a little bit. I think I think it, you know, making clear that they have a space is important. Not even like yeah. just to the, the people around you, but just to yourself to know that, you know, this is my space. But like, you know, I gotta keep it clean. There's no excuse for that. So well, you yeah, know, I gotta just close I your gotta door. adjust that anyway. No, but <laughs> I still open it. You know, if I leave it yeah, open, you're in there. Like, you you need it to be at least a certain level. Once you're back home, you realize exactly. like can't be living like a complete slob not calling you a slob but no nah, you can't call yeah, me wow that's that okay no, 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 that's, a, that's a pretty <laughs> no, i'm just saying like for how i was actually so i mean i've been living at home for over a year now again so it kind of just feels like being back but there definitely was a transition where like i don't know i had to start focusing on like okay i can't just leave my stuff everywhere again everywhere like, when i have my own apartment i would just leave stuff out because i'm like oh i know where it's gonna be but now, like, I would just get told by my parents, like, what the fuck? You can't just leave this here. So, <laughs> it's like you got to put it I've in the, worked on that. Put it back in the fridge. You can't just leave it out. Leave it out of the fridge. No, I mean, the hard definitely. part for me was, like, I would put something somewhere, and then my mom would come along and, like, move it. Move it. And, and then no you idea. find it. And then you're like, too. where did this go? It's, it's No, but then when I ask, like, oh, have you seen it? And I'm like, well, then you should have put it away yourself yes yes oh that is exactly what my mom says that's the worst like, well it wasn't put away so i put it away and i'm like but i don't know where it is like it's not put away it's 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 hidden at that point well, if i don't know where it is away. it's hidden that's it the was. problem it was put away exactly. but it was just away somewhere that was not away yeah that makes any exactly. sense galaxy yeah. brain kind of connection right there but hey i really appreciate, i appreciate the tips um I'm sure that if my parents ever listen to this, they'll be very thankful that you were giving me tips because I'm sure that they're not looking forward to it as well. You know, I'm quite the problem. So <laughs> I was going to say, how, how are they feeling about that? Cause I mean, they're, my they're dad excited, little... you know, cause they apparently they like to hang out with me from everything that they've said, but I think that they're excited <laughs> until like I'll show up and, you know, I'll leave a dish in the sink instead of the dishwasher and then not so excited at all. All not hell so breaks excited loose. anymore yeah uh but i think that that just about covers it um but just to conclude uh our good friend andrew co-host is going into a little bit of a procedure tomorrow a little bit so it's, good a, luck. it's a minor good one. luck to you thank brother you. thank we will, you we will be here on the other side um and and yeah. if not i hope that the life insurance policy pays out well to your family um <laughs> and uh, don't worry we, we, we went over that double last, check last on week. that before okay yeah we did sure. we did we did yeah yeah all right great they'll Love be they'll be it. they'll be covered i will say though like next time we come on I, i'm hoping i get to keep so like i'm getting for everyone who doesn't know i'm getting i have a bar underneath my chest because my chest used to dent in it's no longer dented in it has a bar in it i'm getting that out and i asked them if i could keep it and it's a 50 50 shot if i get to keep this bar but if i do i am definitely bringing on the next podcast like oh, you will get to see I what am. was inside of me. That's gonna be exciting to see that. 
Should get it made into like a sword or something. Well, we were thinking it was either gonna, we're either gonna mount it like a stuffed, you know, animal head, like over my bed, you know? Yeah. Or, or we'll put it on my car, like as like horns on the front of my car. We'll figure it out. But we got, you got options. options. You got options, bro. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. We are, we are with you and uh, appreciate it. Hopefully on Thursday, you'll be back. But if not, we'll have a cool guest for you, me and Brandon. Yeah. But with yeah. that, that concludes episode. It better three. be a cool guest. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday. Yeah.